into the contest. It's Friday the 18th of March. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee and you're heading out to the Red, White and Bloosters, their chairman's club. They do do a fantastic job. Lovely little bits of pies and stuff, mate. And they'll be looking to, they'll be looking to bounce back. Yeah, it should be a big game tonight. The Roosters take on Manly. So, uh... The silver tails are going over the eastern suburbs, and um, yeah, I'll see how they go. It's uh, it's always a very very good day out at the Roosters Club at the SFS, mate. Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. It is always a wonderful day at the SCG, the Roosters, and Manly. It's Friday. That means it's Brisbane comedian Shad Wicker. We'll talk to him about a whole stack of stuff. Plus, also on today's show, Rod Marsh laid to rest. What a legend he was, and a big win by Carlton over Richmond. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. The Blues, the mighty Blues have beaten Richmond Carlton. Is this their season where they storm back into some sort of contention, Shane? I think it could be. I think I don't know if they're going to win the competition, but they're going to be up there. They they, they looked good last night under Voss, uh, the new coach. Um, they've recruited really well. And, yeah, Carlton supporters get very, very excited normally this time of year. It's, this is going to be the year, but I actually think they've got something to cheer about. And, uh, yeah, they look the goods. Richmond, uh, as we know, a very good team. Um, and they hung in there right to the end and stormed home with the, to get the points. What about this drama around the Western Bulldogs, of course, and the blow-up by Luke Beveridge launched a, a huge attack on a reporter who's since been uh, stood down. It's uh, high drama after their loss to the Melbourne Demons. Yeah, but uh, I think it goes back to someone's leaking stuff to the press uh, within the playing group. So Luke Beveridge not very, very happy. He has given an official apology Um since he had that outburst with a journalist. And uh, I think the journalist has been stood down, Tim, due to another reason, not, not directly towards this. But, uh, yeah, obviously issues and, yeah, expectations are high at the Bulldogs and I think the coach may be feeling it. Yeah, I think the journalist has been stood down by some comments on WhatsApp. And, look, mm. it's it's one of those things, and I know that you've participated in, in training of, of younger people and I've done lots of media training myself and it's uh, whether you're talking to sports people, people coming through their career, you have got to be completely conscious of whatever you are placing on Twitter, Facebook, I don't know, mm. WhatsApp's a different medium, but unless you're prepared to put it on the 6 o'clock news that night, do not go anywhere near it. So anyway, that's, yep. a, that's a fairly large story. I think Carlton beating Richmond's a huge story, as you mentioned. And Rod Marsh, he started out as iron gloves, went on to be one of the great wicketkeepers of all time. I knew him reasonably well. You knew him very well. God rest his soul. Yeah, God rest his soul. And um, some really beautiful things said at his funeral, particularly from Dennis Lilly. Dennis Lilly said that he was sitting down after one of their first matches together and Rod Marsh was having a beer and, and Dennis was having a, a soft drink. Rod Marsh said to Dennis Lilly, I don't trust you. He said, why is that? He said, my dad told me never to trust someone who doesn't drink. And uh, Dennis certainly made up, up for it in, in later years. But um, 
Yeah, it's obviously very, very touching. Adam Gilchrist involved with some nice thoughts. James Brayshaw emceed the function and, uh, yeah, plenty of tributes for a guy, Rodney Marsh, who was an absolute legend. How did you find him personally at the Academy? I found him um, really great to work with. I found him tough. I found him fair. Uh, he does have a good sense of humour. He loved to really um, back the underdog, and he liked guys who worked really, really hard. And um, But, yeah, and he's also, he, even though he was, the way he used to bat, he used to play some big shots, he, he definitely loved um, cricketers who were flamboyant and, uh, and would take the game forward. So a very, very positive sort of player. He was pretty stern down there at Henley Beach. I used to go down there for the cricket show and do stories on players that were coming through, ponting many others. Uh, did you ever cop a, a spray? He was, uh, he, he was, he, he, he had a fairly stern, resting face at times when he was in charge of that academy. He did, yeah. And I got in trouble once, and uh, he found out that I'd been out the night before training, and um, he made me run in the middle of winter, maybe run one hundred meter sprints uh, in the ocean for an hour and I came out and I was absolutely <laughs> almost purple it was that cold but uh, yeah he didn't want to get on his wrong side but saying that he was very very fair too and uh, if he did the crime he did the time yeah I've got to know his son Dan pretty well over the course of time lovely guy lovely family so our, our thoughts with Rod Marsh uh, rest in peace the, the great gloveman for Australia alright this is afternoon sport coming up Shad Wicker he's been watching all the rugby league we'll talk to him next Friday, it's that time. Brisbane comedian Shad Wicker, what about this finish? South Sydney and Melbourne. The Melbourne side do it again, but it was so close. I don't think I can remember a finish quite like it. Mate, that's insane. Hey, I mean, South were pretty much with nothing on the board with 12 minutes to go. And then you thought they had bloody just got themselves in the momentum for the golden point. That field goal by yeah. Luttrell was amazing. Give him three points, I reckon. Massive kick, wasn't it? But uh, I think it was it was. Three uh, three tries in, in 12 minutes. Um, South was storming home. But uh, Latrell missed, I think, three conversions in a row. If he would have kicked those, he didn't need the field goal. But uh, as you said, once again, Melbourne just find a way to win, don't they? Yeah, and I think the problem we're probably looking at with South Sydney is I think that they're going to find a way to lose a lot yes. this year, if that makes sense. They've, they've definitely – you can tell that Adam Reynolds isn't out there, as bad as this will sound to South fans mm. two weeks in. There's really the fact that they didn't score any points for so long in that game. They really showed that they don't really have any direction in the park. Mm. Cody Walker's not the guy to steer him around at the moment. And uh, I don't think they've quite picked the right junior to sit in that sevens jersey just yet. Oh, absolutely. And we've been saying it ever since he left. It was a head scratcher not to keep him. And uh, look, to be honest, and I don't want to damn on a young player because he's just finding his way. He may be a superstar, but he was getting in the way of things. And uh, for Latrell Mitchell to kick that field goal, get it back to 14 all, and then uh, Ryan Pappenhausen in Golden Point with that hairdo straight out of, I don't know what it's out of. It's, it looks like it's out of an Olivia Newton-John film clip from the, the late <laughs> 80s. And then he it looked wobbly, but he got it there. So Melbourne, they're down with injury and everything else but they just keep finding a way to win what's going on down in melbourne at the moment Mm. with the haircuts by the way because it looks like all the barbers have been on strike between munster pappenhausen harry grant everyone's rocking the long hair i feel like there's something we're we're missing at the moment down there yeah Mm. they can can keep that look i just want to ask you quickly uh shad on bellamy it was his 500th game 
And uh, like this guy just seems to find ways, and he's had three injuries from last week. But Melbourne find a way to win. How good a coach do you think he is, where, and where does he sit overall? I, I would, I'd like. I don't know if this, this is controversial or not, but I'd put him up there as one of probably top two, if not the yeah. best coach to ever really do it. I mean, people always talk about Wayne, um, but and I think one of the things Wayne will have over Bellamy is he's managed to do it in multiple places. Mm. Um, but you know, you look at a club that Melbourne is Bellamy. I yep. mean, there's no real arguing it, and they're, they're probably the benchmark. I mean, every team wants to say, you know, it's next man up, it's next man up, it's next man up, but mm. no one's been able to do it the way that the Melbourne Storm have been able to do it for over, like, what, over a decade now. Uh, and and I said this to you guys in the off-season. Everyone's saying they're not going to make it this year. I think they're still going to be a top-two side, and it's just going to be a slow start for Melbourne, and they've kind of showed it at the moment. They're figuring it out. Um, Xavier's looking sick out wide at the moment. Mm. Like, it's like, what? who are they missing? Ado Carr, Ado who? Like, you know what I mean? They've still got that fire out there. Pappenhausen's back. There's something about going down to Melbourne. And you know what? I think part of it might be the fact that they're not a rugby league city. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely amazing, Craig Bellamy. What, what about Wayne Bennett, mate? We mentioned Wayne Bennett there. The Dolphins, how are they going to go? Man, I tell you what, if they get Jason Tomalolo, look at this forward pack that's going to be running over people. It's mm. I've, I've started to realise, and I think we touched on this a while ago, but they're really just leaning into forwards, aren't they? I think that he believes the same thing that I reckon, which is I, I think outside backs are a bit of a dime a dozen at the moment in terms of if you get someone with enough pace and you've got a decent enough halfback, it's just all about having the big boys up top. And all the rumours that lead around them tend to be who's going to be wearing those forwards jerseys. Tom Malolo, $10 million man. What do you reckon? Ooh, big numbers. Big numbers. I reckon it's going to happen, hey. I honestly think it's going to happen. End of the season, Tom Malolo will be announced as a uh, Dolphin. Well, I'll tell you who else is uh, performing really well in the NRLW are the, are the Broncos. They're absolutely crushing it. Mate, the girls are doing unbelievable at the moment. Did you know that their record, do you, do you guys aware of this, 12-1 and one since the competition began? No, no, no. Well, they've lost one game the entire time. They are four and zero at the moment. They had a tight one against uh, the Dragons. They take on the Titans this weekend, and uh, for the first time ever, because of COVID, they've had to do. They're going to do two comps this year. Mm. This could be. You'll never see it happen again. But the Broncos could win two premierships in one year. <laughs> uh, and I mean, you know, meanwhile the boys won't even make the eight. But do you get two Mad Mondays then? I reckon you should, don't you? Yeah, yeah, big time, big time. <laughs> well, I, I think I think one of the major reasons for that is Ali Brigginshaw. She's an absolutely wonderful rugby league player. And if you ever start to, that conversation about the first female immortal, it'd have to be yeah. someone like her. Yeah. She just dominates. She dominates. At club level, she dominates when Queensland plays New South Wales. Great to hear that there's going to be two games because uh, I love the, the the state of origin, the women's state of origin. Well, you've got to you've got to take, think of this. So we're just talking about Bellamy being able to reload the storm every year. The Broncos mm-hmm. have basically supplied the competition with benchmark players every year. Broncos like leave the NRLW side to join some of the new expansion sides, of which there's going to be two more next year. Mm. Um, but, like, they keep reloading. I mean, Upton, she's out this weekend. Great fullback for the Broncos. And Hayley Maddock, who was on, like, pretty much debut this season, mm. is crushing it that she's gone into fullback and already talk at Red Hill is she might keep the fullback spot and Upton yeah. might have to find somewhere else in the team to slot in, which is crazy for a team that is 4-0. Now, Shad, Jake Paul, he's uh, trying to sanction a fight between your mate Kanye West and comedian Pete Davidson, mate. I tell you, you know what? If this if this fight actually gets booked, this whole beef online has been a complete setup. 
Don't you reckon? <laughs> Wouldn't right. this be the ultimate genius play that it's like, oh, yeah, they're going to fight. Everyone pays all these pay-per-view you know, subscriptions <laughs> to watch this fight, and it turns out this has been bullshit the whole time and Kanye's just launching a new album. I wouldn't put that past what's nah. about to happen. Um, look, obviously it's not going to happen. Isn't he going to be the next president? Jeez, we're getting into the politics early, mate. No, I'm talking about Kanye. He's had more starts than Burnborough. Like he's <laughs> going to be the next president. He's going to be this. He's going to do this. <laughs> let's get Kanye West into the Ukraine crisis. Yeah, let's get that. Oh, goodness, <laughs> goodness gracious me. What about, what about these two games tonight? Look, they're really interesting games. Uh, and look, I cannot wait to watch them. Roosters and, uh, of course, Manly. And then you've got Penrith and the mighty St. George Illawarra Dragons. All right. The Dragons did get up over the Warriors last week. I will. Uh, you beauty. You beauty. Yes, yes, yes. I, I think um, the Dragons, you guys have actually got a pretty good run for the first bit of the year to get a little bit of momentum. On the other side of it, the game, the Roosters-Manly game is going to be interesting because it's going to be a matter of uh, the Roosters, you know, self-confessed, not in good form. I mean, you've got your own coach coming out saying, we're not ready for this season. And then you've got Manly on the other side, which is we don't know how to score points if Tom Turbo doesn't touch the ball 50 times. Mm. Yeah. Who are, you tip- who are you tipping tonight? Oh, To be honest, I think the Roosters will beat Manly. Yep. I think that they've just got to, at yep. some point, it's got to click um, with the amount of firepower they got in that side. And I will take the Dragons. You beauty, yeah. I hope, I hope you're right on both, on both fronts there. I think... Uh- I think the Roosters will get up tonight. I think that I think they're going to turn their season around, and I think Manly are just slow starters, and they look they looked really slow in general last week. I think Manly's got a big problem at the moment, and I think it's uh, three letters DCE. I think that that is going to be a bit of an. It's always been a talking point every year, yeah. and he seems to turn it around when it gets closer to Origin. But I don't mm. think this year it's going to happen. He is he's absolute rocks or diamonds anyway. Has like he's never gone like I mean, I know he's been a fantastic player and he's represented and all that kind of thing, but he's never quite convinced everybody that he is the guy that will you know, has he really? But the the thing it's interesting thing about Trent Robinson that you mentioned about him coming out is that like the the, the, the words that come out of the mouth, they they rested all these players in trial games. A lot of them that was their first game last week. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with this Chook side because I think they're very, very good and uh I, I reckon that they'll just grow into the season as time goes by. I think you're right. I think I think uh take no take no notice of what the top eight is halfway through this year because mm. I think that a lot of teams are playing the long game. I mean, a lot of these players were locked up last year because of the bubble. Yeah. So I think there might be a little bit of let's just ease into it this year. So mm. you might see some teams that are surprisingly, like the Dragons, uh, sitting mm. in the top eight that are probably going to free fall in the back end of the doggies. year. <laughs> doggies. The doggies. The doggies the are on doggies. top of the comp. Oh, no, that's insane. Uh, well, boys, I'm off. I'm going to put some Kanye West on and just imagine him getting his head punched in. That's what I'm going to do today. All right, well, you go and enjoy that, Shane. Shad, you enjoy the rugby league, and uh, I reckon we'll do it all again next week. Hell yeah. See you, boys. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you today to Shad Wicker and our sponsor, Shane. Yeah, our gluten-free beer, O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back, Tim. Of course, and our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We're back Monday with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.